0: The Bible Study Podcast, episode 679. Today, the Bible Study Podcast continues the study of the book of Genesis with chapter 34. Welcome to the Bible Study Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Christensen. Today, the story is about Dinah and the Shechemites. Now, Dinah, The daughter Leah had born to Jacob went out to visit the women of the land. When Shechem, son of Hamor the Hivite, the ruler of the area, saw her, he took her and raped her. His heart was drawn to Dinah because of Jacob. He loved the young woman and spoke tenderly to her, and Shechem said to his father, Hamor, get this girl as my wife." When Jacob heard that his daughter Dinah had been defiled, his sons were in the fields with his livestock, so he did nothing about it until they came home. Then Shechem's father Hamor went out to talk with Jacob. Meanwhile, Jacob's sons had come in from the field as soon as they heard what had happened. They were shocked and furious because Shechem had done an outrageous thing in Israel by sleeping with Jacob's daughter, a thing that should not be done. But Hamor said to them, My son Shechem has his heart set on your daughter. Please give her to him as his wife. Intermarry with us, give us your daughters, and take our daughters for yourselves. You can settle among us. The land is open to you. Live in it, trade in it, and acquire property in it. Then Shechem said to Dinah's father and brothers, let me find favor in your eyes, and I will give you whatever you ask. Make the price for the bride and the gift I am to bring as great as you like, and I'll pay whatever you ask. Only give me the young woman as my wife." Because their sister Dinah had been defiled, Jacob's sons replied deceitfully as they spoke to Shechem and his father Hamor. They said to him, we can't do such a thing. We can't give our sister to a man who is not circumcised. That would be a disgrace to us. We will enter into an agreement with you on one condition only, that you become like us, By circumcising all your males, then we will give you our daughters and take your daughters for ourselves. We'll settle among you and become one people with you. But if you will not agree to be circumcised, we'll take our sister and go. Their proposal seemed good to Hamor and his son Shechem. The young man, who was the most honored of all his father's family, lost no time in doing what they said because he was delighted with Jacob's daughter. So Hamor and his son Shechem went to the gate of their city to speak to the men of their city. These men are friendly toward us, they said. Let them live in our land and trade in it. The land has plenty of room for them. We can marry their daughters and they can marry ours. But the men will agree to live with us. As one people only, on the condition that our males be circumcised as they themselves are. Won't their livestock, their property, and all their other animals become ours? So let's agree to their terms, and they will settle among us. All the men who went out of the city gate agreed with Hamor and his son Shechem, and every male in the city was circumcised. Three days later, while all of them were still in pain, two of Jacob's sons, Simeon and Levi, Dinah's brothers, took their swords and attacked the unsuspecting city, killing every male. They put Hamor and his son Shechem to the sword and took Dinah from Shechem's house and left. The sons of Jacob came upon the dead bodies and looted the city where their sister had been defiled. They seized their flocks and herds and donkeys and everything else in the city and out in the fields. They carried off all their wealth and their women and children, taking as plunder everything in the houses. Then Jacob said to Simeon and Levi, You have brought trouble on me by making me obnoxious to the Canaanites and the Perizzites, the people living in this land. We are few in number, and if they join forces against me and attack me, I and my household will be destroyed. But they replied, Should he have treated our sister like a prostitute? So this is an odd little segment in here, and an awful segment, because it is a rape story. It is a crime that happened. But the context here is that we don't then take this crime and go to the police because this is a tribal society, and and there are no police. There is no overall overriding authority that you can say this person has broken the law. There's probably no law per se, but Everybody knows this is wrong. And just because you like the woman, you don't get to take her and rape her. I mean, that's, that's wrong. And it was wrong at that time. You can see from the reactions of the sons of Jacob that it was wrong. But what do you do about it? In this society, there is no rule of law. One of the reasons why rule of law is important to us, for instance, is it—the opposite of that is whoever is the strongest, whoever is the most powerful, whoever is the wealthiest gets their way, right? That there's not equal rules for equal people. And that's kind of the problem that Jacob finds himself with is he doesn't like this any more than his sons do, but what is he going to do about it? Does he have the power to— make the situation right, to make them pay for their transgression, for their crime. And his sons, two of his sons, who were this girl, Dinah's full brothers, remember there's four different wives or four different mothers involved here, and so this is Leah's daughter. And so two of her brothers take this upon themselves to mete out retribution, to Basically kill the people who did this, not just the person who committed the crime, but all the men of the village. And, you know, what do you do with this story that comes from a very long time ago in a context that is, you know, 3,500 years old? And when you put it into today's context, it is two horrible things happening one after another. You know, first the horrible crime of rape and then the horrible crime of genocide and what do you do with that you know one is you be glad you don't live in a society like this where there're not a lot of good options that you try and encourage everyone you know that uh, you know we're about to vote in November vote for rule of law rule of law really good what should they have done should they have done something different did they do the appropriate thing in the context of their time We certainly, as Christians, believe that there are things that are wrong, that should be punished, and yet, would it be right for us to take this kind of retribution? And most Christians would say, no. But of course, we live in a situation where there are alternatives, where there are alternatives of turning them out to the police and seeing them tried for their crime. So, there is, in the midst of this, this story of deceit the how can we possibly intermarry with you if you're not circumcised, which is true. They're told not to intermarry with the people of the land, and and part of their sign of their separateness is their circumcision. And so there's some truth to it, and yet the intention, it seems, is to get them sore and you know to basically get them to be circumcised so they would become easier to defeat at least that's what it looks like from what happens but is that what Jacob had in mind what was Jacob's plan and it doesn't tell us it tells us that this was not his plan and yet i don't think his plan was to let his daughter marry this person who had attacked her And so it's this odd and awful story here where there are not a lot of good options, where the options taken aren't necessarily good options because now they live in this land with these people who are going to hate them for what they did. Despite whether what they did was justified or not, in in their eyes and other people's eyes, they have attacked the people of the land. And they are not yet strong. They won't become strong here in the land of Canaan. They will still be a fairly small band of people. And oddly enough, they won't become strong until they become slaves in Egypt. And over time, they grow and become numerous. And that's past the end of this book. And I don't know what else to say about this particular story. It is a very strange story, and again, an awful story. And now at least it is in our rearview mirror, and we will move on because we're moving on towards Egypt, and we'll be getting there relatively quickly. With that, we're going to end this episode of the Bible Study Podcast. If you have any questions, send an email to host at Podcast dot com, or better yet, leave a comment on this episode at thebiblestudypodcast.com, dot com. And thanks so much for listening.